One of the first pieces of advice Jack Kelly ever got as a young drug enforcement administration agent in New York was to quit before he was 30. Son, an older colleague told him, you are fearless now, but after a few years in this job, you will be done. You will be cooked by the time you are 29. Jack remembered the night he first considered that he might be getting too old for this. It had been close to midnight, and he was drinking alone in a dank, dimly lit bar called Hogs and Heifers. And three hours earlier, two heroin dealers had tried to crush him to death with a car. It had started as a routine surveillance operation. Jack, who back then still wore his hair in a ponytail, was alone in an unmarked BMW M3 in plain clothes. Close by were two other DEA agents in another vehicle. They were there to observe a mob-connected heroin dealer in Little Italy. The suspect had walked into a social club and returned to the street holding a silver cooler bag, handing it off to two younger men sitting inside a nearby car. Jack's supervisor was excited. It was a big bag, as much as a kilo of heroin, enough to make it worth taking a risk. Over the radio, he instructed Jack to follow the two men and, if possible, to arrest them. Other agents would arrive shortly afterwards to provide backup. The suspects drove away and Jack followed, trying to hang as far back as possible. They stopped. Slowly, Jack began to walk towards their vehicle. There were thousands of things Jack Kelly should have been thinking about as the man in the car panicked and slammed into reverse. He should have been thinking about how he was seconds away from his legs being crushed. He should have been thinking about why he had stupidly left his badge dangling round his neck when he approached the vehicle. He should have been thinking about where the hell the promised backup was. He should have been thinking about how quickly he could draw his Glock. He should have been thinking about how bullets can change a direction when they hit a windscreen, and whether he risked hitting a civilian if he opened fire. He should have been thinking about all those things, but in that split second he could only think about one thing. He couldn't believe this was happening to him on his birthday. Jack was about to be trapped. The car was on course to ram into his body, smashing him into his own BMW. But the driver had pushed down on the pedal too hard, sending his car spinning out of control and into the oncoming traffic. At that moment, Jack's colleagues screeched down the street, crashing into the side of the dealer's vehicle. After they made the arrest, they did Jack a favour, dropping him off at Hogs and Haffers rather than making him come in to do the paperwork. It was his birthday, after all. Drinking alone at the bar, it hit him for the first time. He couldn't keep doing this forever. Since that encounter with the BMW, more than a decade had passed. Jack had been an agent in the DEA for over 15 years and was long overdue a posting to headquarters. It promised to be a calmer time in his life, pushing papers from a quiet desk in an office in Arlington, Virginia. Boring, perhaps, but after years on the streets, Jack needed it. Then, he got a phone call from Derek Maltz. Maltz was the special agent in charge of the DEA's Special Operations Division, an elite unit based near Chantilly, a small town outside Washington, D.C. From the outside, the SOD, as it was known, looked like the regional outpost of a life insurance company. But hidden inside the three-story brown brick building 
located between the Lee Jackson Memorial Highway and Dulles International Airport, rows of DEA agents were busy studying a multilingual cacophony of wiretaps, telephone metadata, and intelligence. And it was from there that Derek Maltz was busy building one of the most audacious experiments in American law enforcement history. Jack had first met Maltz when he was a kid agent on the streets of New York in the 1990s, working wiretap cases against organized criminals. Maltz had been the boss of the New York Drug Enforcement Task Force. It was there that Jack had learned how to run wiretaps, follow money, and build cases. Maltz knew a good drug cop when he saw one, and the man he wanted to join him in Virginia was John Jack Kelly. From the moment Jack had left his childhood home in suburban New Jersey for the DEA's training camp at Quantico in his early 20s, he had leapt into the job like a man possessed. 